Good morning, everyone. It is seven o'clock on the East Coast of the United States and nine o'clock in Melbourne. And I welcome you to this live episode of A Yank on the Footy for June the 22nd of 2021. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. And I am glad that you're tuning in this week. So glad that you could uh, join me for this live episode. We're going to look back at uh, a little bit of what went on in the abbreviated round 14. Did we possibly see a grand final preview? Well, I think you might know the answer that I would have for that. That'd be hopefully. Uh, but uh, we'll also look ahead to round 15, which is going to be chock full of possible grand final previews. This is a uh, this is a round that has a ton of, of fantastic games going on in it. And I, uh, I'm really uh, interested in, in seeing these games this, this weekend coming up here. I have to admit, I only watched a couple of the games this weekend. I watched highlights of the other ones. We had a, uh, we had a free weekend of HBO max uh, here through our TV streaming service. So I watched uh, the, I, I put that free weekend to use. I watched the Chernobyl miniseries, which was fascinating. Uh, I mean, I thought I knew a little bit about that, but some of the stuff that went on there with with the uh, the people involved in that were were just amazing, um, and just what seemed to be a lot of ineptitude uh, on behalf of the of the government at that point in time in the Soviet Union as they were working on trying to resolve that situation then i watched the third season of a series called true detective which uh was absolutely fascinating as well so did watch a couple of games and watch highlights of the other ones but it was a uh it was you know kind of a a slower weekend in footy this past weekend and uh well we shall we shall dive into round 15 and that's going to be a uh a much much busier weekend so I do uh, encourage you, if you're at all interested in doing so, to check out the podcast website, yankonthefooty.com. Uh, they've been doing some retooling on that on my end as well, and I'm still getting a handle on everything that's available for me there. And I, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to some of the, some of the new features that they're offering uh, with that. So it's, it's in many ways, it's been a little bit overwhelming as far as that goes. But, uh, you know, if you want to help out the show, you can go to the Buy Me a Coffee page. Uh, if you're looking at a, uh, you know, wanting to add one of the stickers or something like that to your notebook computer or whatever the case may be, there's some of those there. I have uh, somebody who's been doing some designs for me uh, that uh, we haven't finalized yet, and but I'm really liking what what they have been doing so i'm i'm hoping to bring those to you very soon as well uh remember you can always find me on twitter at yank underscore on or at instagram and and on facebook at yank on the footy and you can always email me to yank on the footy at gmail.com now before we dive in this week's uh this week's local club of the week are the mount evelyn rovers football club and mount evelyn is located about 40 miles to the northeast of Melbourne, 40, it's not 40 miles, 40 kilometers. Still working on my first cup of coffee here. Uh, best of luck to the Rovers as they go forward here. They've got, uh, you know, all age groups with their organization as well. And uh, it's great to see that they're being able to get back out and play uh, after the recent COVID scare in Victoria. So hopefully they have themselves a 
fantastic season. Oh, and I'm getting on the message board here that they probably still don't have any power from the storms that have rolled through here recently. So hopefully the power is coming back on. I, I didn't realize I was going to need to check the weather forecast on that, but thanks for uh, thanks for letting me know on that. That was Daniel on there. And uh, Harper, you're on here. I saw that. Uh, and uh, Chris, I see you've hopped on this morning as well. Good morning to all of you, or good evening, I should say, uh, those of you who were on here. Now, wanted to jump into a couple of... Uh, things today. And, <clears throat> you know, we've, we've, uh, we kind of have a team right now that has begun to capture the, uh, I don't want to say the hearts and minds of, of the footy world. But, uh, if you were in, uh, Tasmania last week when the, uh, the Hawks were hosting this club, you know, the Hawks play a couple games every year in Tasmania, they, uh, you know, they, they kind of consider themselves to be the home team, but, uh, I believe they played in, uh, Launceston this past weekend and the, uh, the crowd turned out to be very, very much in favor of as uh, somebody posted on here, the Mighty Bombers of Essendon. And, you know, it's, uh, they've become a, an interesting and kind of a fun club to watch. And I've got a couple of uh, Essendon supporters on here. And uh, one of them who's on here right now shared a uh, a voicemail with me, which I'm going to play here in just a few seconds. And it's, and I sent him a, uh, a note on Instagram here this morning, right before we went, uh, we went online. And, I, I I won't share what I sent to him on uh, on Instagram here because I, but maybe he'll tell me if I think my if he thinks my analogy is spot on here because it's a, uh, and you might be able to figure out what I might have said to him when when we hear his 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 spot here, but Essendon has become, uh, almost must see TV right now. They've been playing some exciting footy here lately. Uh, they're. Uh, they're not, you know, they're they're tenth on the on the ladder right now. They're they've won four out of their last five. You know, they uh, they got thumped a little bit by the Tigers a couple of weeks ago, but they uh, they're playing an exciting brand of footy, and it's it reminds me reminds me a little bit of yeah. Well, one they've got some rather high scoring games. Okay, you know their percentages. I think one hundred and three right now. Uh, yeah, one hundred and three even. Yeah, so you know what they're what they're giving is kind of what they're they're getting. Yeah, they could be in the top eight already. They've lost three games by less than a goal, <clears throat> but they but they tend to score a lot of points and they're tending to to give up a lot of points as well. And, and maybe I'm not reading that quite properly, but it it's kind of reminded me a little bit of like a bullfighter in a uh, in a in a bullfight in a ring, you know, where it's kind of like a you know almost seems like defensively is almost like they're, it's kind of like an Olay type thing with the, with the red Cape as the, as the bull goes running by and then they're going to go turn around and score. Then the other team's going to go and score. It's uh, it's in some ways also kind of reminded me of like the, the NBA all-star game where, you know, defense is optional. Well, you know, let's let everybody score, score their points, get the, the, uh, the poster, 
you know, snapshot uh, photographs that can be put onto a poster or something that that sort of thing with the big slam dunk or something of that nature. And it just and, and maybe I'm reading that wrong, but but they've been playing an exciting brand of footy. They've fought their way back into contention. Um, you know, it was uh, a rather an interesting comment that um, uh, Damian Barrett wrote uh, here just this past week after this past weekend where he said, quote, the sleeping giant of the competition, I'm not prepared to say it is awoken, but at least it's turned in its sleep. So, you know, he's he's uh, he's calling Essendon the, the sleeping giant, you know, and, and are, are they going to become a, a giant? And, and this is where I have to stop. And, you know, for those of you who didn't maybe listen to my my, you know, season preview, episode way back in uh, February or early March, whenever it was, when I tipped Essendon to be 17th on the ladder this year. And I, there's a couple Essendon supporters on here right now who are probably going to give me grief about that because one of them gives me grief on Twitter all the time about it. But I've, you know, I've been happy to say that I'm, uh, I think I got that wrong. So, but are they the sleeping giant? I mean, you know, was this something that the, uh, <laughs> they said, really, who uh, was this something that the uh, that even Essendon expected? You know, they had they're having a you know, new coach coming in, you know, well, officially a new coach. You, you could argue that he was kind of in that position last year. Uh, but. It is. Uh, it's been interesting to watch. And, you know, I. I and I'm going to get to to uh, Harper's uh, voicemail here in just a second. But you know, I, you know, you look at something like what happened with Jake Stringer this past week, where he what kicked four goals, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he's a free agent at the end of this year. Did he did he earn himself some more money this year or this past weekend? Did he earn himself another few you know dollars on his next contract? You know, it. They 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 tend to play the game at, at kind of like almost like a breakneck speed. Where like I said, it's it's like a basketball fast break all the time. And, and it, it's, it's very fun to watch. It's very fun to watch. I, I, I joked with somebody uh, that I said it, and maybe it was just me that came up with this and, you know, and I hadn't mentioned it to somebody else, but I was, uh, um, you know, I, I, I said that, that the way that they play, the speed that they play out reminded me of something that my dad used to say when I was, when I was younger. And, uh, you know, I live, I live in a climate where we get lots of snow, lots of ice in the wintertime. So driving can be somewhat treacherous. You know, you have to, you, know, you have to take your time when you're driving in ice and, and in snow, because you don't, you know, you don't have control of what, you know, necessarily what is underneath your tires. Okay. So you have to, you have to be cautious. Well, my dad used to joke and he's, he, and I, and I tell my, my students at school who are just beginning to to learn how to drive. And I tell them, I said, do not take this advice, but uh, because this is really dumb advice, but this kind of reminds me of how Weston did playing where my, my dad used to say, he said that uh, when you find yourself driving in bad weather, drive as fast as you can. That way you spend less time in it. <clears throat> dad, if you're listening and yeah, that was not great advice. Okay. So please don't, if you're listening to this, don't do that and think, you know what, it's raining, it's storming. I'm going to go out and, uh, you know, see if I can get my car up to, you know, 140 kilometers an hour in this, in this rainstorm. Or if you're here in the States and it's going to be snowing, you know, let's see if I can, uh, you know, get it up to 70 out on the highway when there's, when there's ice on the, on the road, please don't do that. 
but uh you know that's uh i kind of love you know it was father's day this past weekend i'd kind of love to to hear that one more time he passed away right after 9 11 so it's and it's been it's been interesting because i uh his father my grandfather passed away at at 59 or 69 my dad died at age 59 and i just have to yeah 49 scared the hell out of me i just thought this is you know this is not going to be a good year now i'm going to be 58 here in a few days so uh I just, you know, I wonder, uh, you know, I, you know, 59 is not a real exciting number for me as well. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I, I don't drink the way my dad did. And I certainly, I don't smoke. So, uh, but I have been known to, uh, to be friendly with uh, pizza and cheeseburgers from time to time. But yeah, so I, I Essen has been playing a, an exciting brand of footy. And I just, I just think that it's, uh, um, is it going to be enough that's going to get them into the, uh, you know, pre- be able to propel them into the finals? And and who's who is in the eight right now that's going to drop out? And we're going to, you know, I'm going to get into that. And I'm hoping a couple of you might want to, you know, come on and, and talk about that. But I wanted to go ahead and and share, you know, Harper's uh, message that he sent overnight here. Uh, that I, that it was it was a really interesting approach to uh, to being, you know, to what's going on with Essendon right now. And I, and I, I think it's, uh, yeah, it makes sense to me. And, uh, as I, I'd mentioned, uh, I just, yeah, I, I, I wonder, well, Harper's gonna have to look at his, his, his message. I sent him on Instagram to see what his thoughts are on this. So let me go ahead and share what, what he had to say about this. And like I said, this is kind of going along with what Damien Barrett wrote after the after the weekend uh about whether or not they're a sleeping giant so let me let me go ahead and pop this on here hey craig hope you're well mate now people as i'm sure you know people are speaking about essendon as a finals contender this year and don't get me wrong i'm so excited by this team more so than i ever have been in my 18 years supporting them but Firstly, I'd be surprised if we made finals. And secondly, this might sound a bit idiotic, but there's a slight part of my fanaticism that doesn't want us to be in the top eight come round 23. Now, I'll explain this. So since beating Melbourne in a 2004 elimination final when I was still playing with my toy trains in my seat at the MCG, we haven't won a singles, single finals game. We haven't even finished in the top six on the ladder in my entire life. So... In finals since that game against Melbourne in 2004, I've travelled to Perth and Sydney to see us lose to West Coast and the Swans by 55 and 65, respectively, and are throwing in another thrashing by Adelaide and more heartbreak at the hands of the Roos and the Blues. I've become uh, really used to September misery supporting the Bombers. If we qualified this year, I'm almost certain that we'd just get blown away by a more experienced and powerful team at the moment we're just not ready for crunch finals i reckon and this may sound selfish but um i'm really not emotionally willing to see us can see another 10 goals in the first quarter of yet another elimination final defeat but having said that i am looking forward to our unbeaten 2022 season and uh yeah that's about it for me so go bombers thanks craig i have to remember to turn those things off before the music starts back up uh (laughs) So you know, kind of an interesting take on it, and I and I and I and I, and I, do, I do love the way that Harper finished that up, where he said, you know, well, I'm, I'm you know excited about them going 22 and 0 next year, and that's uh, 
that's that's a very optimistic you know i don't know if they're going to go 22 and 0 next year who who knows but uh you know it's it's kind of an it's kind of an interesting thought thought on there that you know that that you know anything could you know, anything could possibly happen you know if you get in you get in yeah um you know you you got to you know you got to play the games and maybe you match up well with somebody but it's uh you know, I, I'll I'll say this, and I've I've uh, I've kind of alluded to this in in previous episodes. I, I I really like the way that the finals are run in the AFL. Uh, the the uniqueness of having you know the you know the top clubs getting that you know the, the double chance, if you will. Um, be yeah, I think it'd be it'd be something. It'd be really interesting to see uh, to see the NFL you know, incorporate that sort of thing. Now that it wouldn't work in the NBA or major league baseball or in the NHL where they have a, you know, a series of games that they play in order to see who's going to be victorious. But in that single, you know, cutthroat one game and you're done type situation like the NFL has, it's kind of an, it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, You know, so I, I think it would be a rather, you know, neat thing to see come to the, uh, to the um, to the NFL, so yeah, I you know I don't know if I don't know if Essendon's going to get there. I mean, first of all, they've got to get past GWS as well, yeah, because GWS is sitting a couple of points ahead of them on the on the ladder right now with that uh, draw that they had with North Melbourne. And I'll get into North Melbourne here in a little bit as well, because uh, you know I I I I think they're going to be you know, well we're gonna I'm going to ask a question here in, in a little bit and hope to see if anybody wants to come on and, uh, and share their thoughts here. Um, but you know, it's, I can, you know, I can understand Harper's point of view about not wanting to, you know, not wanting to go through the heartbreak, if you will, uh, of seeing the club lose again. I, I, it makes sense. Okay. I've, you know, I've, I'm, I'm a Cleveland sports fan. Um, again, I'm not, I I'm not following, much of Cleveland sports anymore for a, a myriad of reasons. But, uh, you know, they've, they've, the three major sports there, the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball have won one, cha- they've won two championships in my lifetime. One when I was a year old, and then the, the basketball team won in 2016, I think it was five years ago that they won their championship. So, yeah, we've had lots of heartbreak, you know in in cleveland sports as well um you know i would i would love to see you know the browns you know win the super bowl they're i think they're closer to winning a championship than the other two clubs right now in in cleveland especially the the basketball team but you know i yeah i guess i have to you know toss the question out here and i'd love to hear what your uh your your thoughts are on this and if any of you want to hop on the uh the the podcast and uh, and share your thoughts on this i'd love to know what you think about you know which of the two clubs that are sitting outside the eight right now do you think are likely to to come into the eight okay you know i i think yeah you know, yeah gws and you know Fremantle is there as well you know Fremantle has the same one loss record as Essendon, but you know they're their uh, percentage is 12 points or 12 percentage points 
uh, lower. But, uh, you know, I, I just wonder who, you know, who you happen to think is going to, you know, possibly make that jump. You know, is, is SNN going to be able to do it? Uh, you know, they've, you know, the bombers, and we're going to get into this here in, in a few minutes, but they, the next couple of weeks here, they, the next couple of weeks are going to, I think, make or break them, quite frankly, because they've got Melbourne this week and Geelong next week. It's a, uh, yeah, as I talked about with the cats having a, a little gauntlet that they've been running, uh, yeah, because they've had you know um, Port Adelaide, and then uh, last week it was uh, oh crap, who did they? Oh, what, the Bulldogs. Um, and then this week they've got uh, this week they've got Brisbane up in Brisbane. Um, you know they they've kind of had this gauntlet of games coming out of their bye week, which is going to be a. Uh, you know, going to be a um, you know, really tough schedule. Then they've got Essendon coming up after that. So, yeah, if, if they got through that unscathed, they still have Richmond and Melbourne to close out the season. But they have some games that are ones that, you know, on paper, you would think they should be able to salt away those four points for those games. Because I know they play North Melbourne again. I think they play Carlton one more time. They play St. Kilda as well. But, you know, it's – and, again, you have to play the games. You know, they're games that – you. you the teams that are higher on the ladder, you look at them, they say, yes, they should win it. And then they go ahead and they don't, or they draw like the giants did. As somebody mentioned, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that draw that the the giants had with the ruse really, really, really did hurt them because it would have put them, you know, at the same you know, level in terms of, of uh, points as the, uh, as the tigers right now, you know, the percentage would have been different though. Uh, the percentage would have been off by, about eight points, but you know, I, when it's all said and done, you know, I, I, as far as, you know, which one is likely to get in, I, I don't know. I think, you know, Essendon's got a, you know, Essendon maybe has a slightly easier uh, end of their schedule. I, I talked to uh, Rick Shabani online and we were, he's a giant supporter and we were looking at the giant schedule along with the, uh, the remaining games with the Swans and they they're, they're similar, but you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a you know, question of, you know, who do you think is going to make it in? Who, who could possibly, it's not, this is not a, who is going to drop out. Okay. I'm not saying that at all, but yeah, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people on the, the board here mentioning uh, that, uh, that the, there's a possibility that, that maybe, you know, the Swans could possibly drop out. <clears throat> you know, that's, a, it's maybe a, a more inexperienced side. It's a younger side. You know, of course, you know, you got, uh, you know, you got, uh, you know, Buddy Franklin there. You got, you know, you got Hickey there. You've got, uh, you know, you've got some good veterans, but it's still, it's a relatively young club. This is a club that was what 14th, 15th on the ladder last year. And, uh, you know, his, his shocked a lot of people by rebounding as quickly as they have. And maybe that record last year could be attributed back to the number of injuries that they happen to have. Um, you know, so, and again, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but in in my mind, if if one of the clubs is to fall out, I think that the one that fall out would probably would would possibly be Sydney. Okay, that that would be my my thought. Um, you know, looking at their um, remaining schedule here, they've got uh, 
They've got Port Adelaide. They've got Port Adelaide and West. Their their next three games are they've, they've got Port Adelaide. They've got West Coast, and they've got the Bulldogs, and then the Giants, and then the Dockers, then the Bombers, and they finish out with the Saints, the, the Ruse, and the Suns. So their final three games are ones that, yeah, on paper you might say, okay, they're going to win that one, but boy, they have got one heck of a uh, of a gauntlet of their own that they're running through there. They've got one, two, three. Their next three games, the clubs are in the eight. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't have them in eight. I had I had Fremantle on the eight uh, in the eight spot on my ladder at the beginning of the year. So I just you know it's uh yeah if they get through those even if they split if they go two and two you know against you know Port and West Coast and the Bulldogs and the Giants if they go two and two in those games they're probably going to be locked into finals. But if they if they drop those, that's an opportunity for GWS to, to seize upon or for Essen to seize upon. Or if if Fremantle actually, you know, gets their ducks in a row, if you will, because you know, I Frio's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, that, that's a club that last year defensively they were they were maybe a finals team defensively. They just could not they couldn't score the ball enough. If they if they could score an extra you know, eight points a game. They they might have uh, they might have been a finals contender last year, but they just couldn't. They could not put enough points on the board to be, you know, to be on the on the right side of the top eight. So it's they've got an outside shot, but again, they have you know still a uh, you know they've got a, a a tough you know a tough time scoring. Somebody mentioned here that they don't travel very well. That's true. They it's uh, you know Optus is kind of a it's kind of a nice safe haven for both them and uh, and the Eagles, uh, you know. So I think they would love to play more games there if they possibly could, but uh, you know that's of course not going to be happening at all. Um, but you know, it's yeah. You know, if you if you look at uh, you know if you look at, at those clubs, yeah, I would say that yeah. You know, and let me take a quick look here at at, at Essen, or not at Essen, at GWS's. Um, final final round of games here as well let me pull that up here real quick on my other screen um yeah they've got they've got the hawks they've got the, the d's and the d's they, they still play the d's the swans the bombers port now they don't have a tough they, they don't have an easy run home either they still have melbourne they've got sydney they've got essendon they've got port adelaide they've got geelong and they've got richmond yet so GWS has got a, a tough schedule the rest of the way as well. You know, they do have, uh, you know, four of those, let's see, five of those games, four of them at home, and then one at uh, in uh, Canberra as of the way it's scheduled right now. You know, you could argue that GWS is maybe a more experienced club. Now, a lot of that experience is, is injured and has been out, uh, but it's uh, – it's going to make some for some exciting footy these last eight rounds here because eight eight or nine um make nine actually but they they've got you know I don't think anybody necessarily unless your club is one of the ones that's battling for you know six seven eight on the ladder I think you know as fans we want as supporters of the game we want to see excitement and see the you know, the, the up and down uh, on the ladder and, you know, somebody, you know, you got to win this game and you got to win it by X amount of points to build up your percentage to leapfrog somebody in the standings or, you know, on the, on the ladder. And it's, uh, 
it's going to make for, you know, a, a, an interesting, you know, end of the season. You know, we've, you know, the top three, four teams have have begun to pull away a little bit. Okay, they began to pull away a little bit and, and started to salt away their season. And, and, and who knows, they may drop a couple games here and there as they're going to, you know, start managing players as they go forward. You know, if they find themselves in their, you know, in a top four position. Uh, yeah, I, and I, and again, I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. This is the, uh, you know, this is the, 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 the elephant in the room, if you will, that, that nobody wants to talk about. Yes. Richmond is in the eighth position right now, but it, I've said it for the last month until the season ends and they're ninth on the ladder. It wouldn't shock me if Richmond shows up and wins the whole damn thing again anyway from whatever position they happen to be on the ladder. It would not surprise me because, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they've got that track record. Now they have been exposed in a couple of instances and they've had a few injuries as well. You know, they're, they're still missing Lynch, but you know, Callum Jones has filled in rather admirably for him. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting, you know, sprint to the to the uh to the end of the season and it's uh but you know i i i i said somebody something online uh we were talking about uh you know the richmond thing and i and there was a movie and i've never seen the movie but it was you know abraham lincoln was uh 16th president of the united states uh but there was a movie made uh a few years ago called um abraham lincoln vampire hunter and I've never seen it. It's like a sci-fi kind of thing where he goes out and I guess and hunts vampires. And I I have been kind of joking about Richmond kind of being like a vampire or something like that. They're going to have to be put put down with the, you know, the wooden stake through the heart in order for them to to not win another premiership. And I and I posted a little gif on their on their Twitter feed there about you know the uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Uh, yeah, and again, I'm I'm not wishing that upon Richmond at all. I'm just saying that that. If they're going to, you know, somebody's going to have to put them out of the other 17 clubs misery in order for them to, to, to be able to say, yeah, okay, they're not, they're not winning it this year. Cause if they're in the eight, they've got a shot. Now, of course they've got a shot, but it's, this is a club that's got a ton of experience at winning finals games. So I don't know where this is, where this is going to end up, but you know, I, I, Yeah, so as far as the one that's going to drop out of the eight, you know, a lot of people are posting on the message board here, probably Sydney. Yeah, I, I think West Coast is is primed to, to be making a run here pretty soon. And, you know, hear me out on this because some of you may disagree on this, but they're getting healthy. Uh, Luke Shuey's coming back. Um, Kelly's going to be back here in the next week or two. You know, they're starting to get some of their their starters back in the lineup. Um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I think that, you know, they may not make a run to the top four, but they may solidify their position to where they're, they're, you know, the club that's not likely to be dropping out of the eight. You know, so if it's going to be anybody, well, you know, this is a, you know, this is going to be a, uh, and again, that would have to be two games right there, but you know, it's. Port Adelaide had a huge, huge loss this past week, and not from the game. I mean, 
but in terms of you know, because they won, they you know they they just trounced Gold Coast. But they 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 lost somebody who I think is possibly irreplaceable. It's been in many ways the the glue that has held the the club together. You know, with uh, you know Robbie Gray being out for the rest of the year. Yeah, this this is a guy who is just you know is in the right place at the right time, does the right thing. Um, just is is a terrific player and has been for a long time. And I know he was coming up on his 250th game. I don't know if he if this was his 250th where he got injured or if it, the next game was supposed to be 250. So I hope at least maybe I hope at least this this one was his 250th. So he at least reached that. Um, this, uh, you know, that milestone, but yeah, you know, they're still missing, uh, you know, um, butters are missing. Dersma, I believe is still out. You know, they've got some holes in their, in their, in their lineup, you know, and, and they've, uh, you know, they've, they've lost, you know, they lost a couple weeks ago at home, uh, which, you know, quite often, you know, the Adelaide Oval is kind of, you know, thought of as being, you know, on par for them, what uh, Optus has become for the Eagles. So I, I, yes, they're sitting eight points ahead of Richmond right now on the uh, on the ladder in the uh, I think they're in the fifth spot right now. Yeah, they're in the fifth spot. Yeah, you know, they're they're online with uh, you know they're they're a game behind um, the Bulldogs and a game behind the the uh, the Cats, but they've begun racking up some injuries and uh, you know, Robbie Gray is, is a huge one for, in, in my opinion for them. Yeah. That would have, that would take a rather precipitous fall for them to, you know, to start losing a lot of games that way. But, you know, you could possibly make an argument that maybe they end up being the, the, the club that, that ends up, uh, you know, dropping out. I mean, they've got, uh, they've got the Swans this week. They've got the demons still, They've got the Giants, and then they, you know, they close out with the Bulldogs at the end of the season. So they've got, they've got the Hawks, the Saints, the Crows, and Carlton mixed in there. You know, games that on paper they should, you would think they're going to win. So it's, you know, they they're going to have to drop, you know, a couple of those and just, you know, kind of fall off the table against the the other ones. But I'm not saying that that's going to happen at all. But I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough for them to, you know, to fill the void of Robbie Gray. Now, are they going to be able to do it? You know, Ken Hinckley's great coach. I think, you know, they'll they'll definitely be able to to find somebody who's going to be able to fill that spot. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of the, you know, the oh, I don't remember who the player was right now, but they used to say that uh they used to refer to some player in baseball. I think that the, it might have been Daryl Strawberry that they they talked about the the straw that stirs the drink. Okay. Yeah, I I yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh but yeah, I don't think it's going to be the Tigers necessarily. I think the Eagles are getting healthy, and, and if it's going to be anybody, it's probably going to be Sydney. And I don't, and I'm not necessarily saying it's even going to be them. So, all that Essendon and GWS and Fremantle can do is go out and win the games that are on their schedule, and hope that somebody trips up in front of them. That's all they can do. They can't. They can't. There's no way for them to go and take points off the scoreboard or off the ladder from other clubs that are ahead of them. They can't do that that die has already been cast. They've already, you know, they've, they've already played those games. So they can't do anything, you know, to, to change those outcomes, but what they, you know, all they can do is win the games that are on their schedule that are on their fixture. 
and hope that something happens. Again, you know, this is just speculation here. Okay. And again, if you want, if you'd like to come on, you know, again, drop your email in the uh, little message board here and I'll send you out a link. and so we'll get, we'll get you up on your, on your phone here. I'd love to talk to you. Um, rather than it being just me here. Um, I know Chris, I know you like to come on, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just having a sip of my, I actually have two cups of coffee made. I have one that is in a regular cup and I have one that is in my thermal cup here. So I have my backup coffee already made, uh, for this morning, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, it's, like I said, it's purely speculation here. It's just, it's just, it's fodder. It's stuff to, to address here to say, you know, what if, what could possibly happen now? And I guess, you know, the follow-up question then would be, okay, you know, we're talking about who could possibly, you know, jump into the eight or who could fall out of the eight. Now, here's the question that I want to ask you, and it doesn't apply for this year. It applies for next year. All right. Now, discounting the the teams that are in the 9, 10, and 11 spot, you know, GWS and SNN and Fremantle, who are all kind of knocking on the door of finals. They're right on the precipice. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we'll see if any of them get into those positions next year. You know, Harper said there, you know, he's hoping that the Bombers go 22-0 and 0 next year. That's, uh, you know, that'd be interesting to you know, see that that sort of thing happen. But here's, here's my, here's my question for you then of the, the other clubs that are on the bottom seven of the ladder, which one's closest to playing finals? You've got Adelaide at 12, St. Kilda at 13, Carlton, Collingwood, Gold Coast, Hawthorne, and North Melbourne. Which one of those seven clubs is the closest to jumping into a finals position? It's a, yeah, yeah I don't know. You, you, you might say, Maybe St. Kilda because they were there last year and they've just kind of been in a bit of a funk this year. You know, I don't, uh, you know, maybe they do turn it around. As somebody mentioned here that they're going to turn it around quickly. <clears throat> you know, so maybe I should factor them out, you know, but, you know, let's, you know, since they were in finals last year and, and, you know, you know, are the crows ready to make that next leap? I mean, they played some competitive footy. They played, they, pl they were a tough team to play against last year, even when they were, they earned the wooden spoon. You know, are, are, are they the ones that are going to make the leap next year? You know, will, will, you know, will Taylor Walker, you know, still play at the level he's playing at right now and help to lead them back into finals again next year. I don't know. You know, is Carlton going to get, yeah. Is Carlton going to get their act together? That's a club with a lot of talent. I mean, I guess the question should be asked, will they have a new senior coach next year? Is David T going to be back there? And it's, uh, yeah, I, I listened to a couple of uh, uh, podcasts yesterday while I was working out in the garden. I think listening to AFL exchange and they, I think they were discussing, uh, you know, the possibility that maybe they're going to make some changes with their, um, with their assistant coaches. And, and I don't know, I'll be honest. I don't, uh, um, I'm not going to say that I have a clue who the assistant coaches are at Carlton because I, because I don't, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I know who those people happen to be, but I, I, it tends to be, you know, how you, you know, how it works in, in a lot of, you know, professional sports, you, you can't, you can't fire the team. So sometimes you fire the coach, you know, so is, is David Teague, the senior coach with, with Carlton next year? You know, I, I don't know. That team has a, that, that team has a lot of talent. 
they've got a lot they've got a lot of talent on that club but they they seemingly cannot put it together i mean and and i know there are a lot of you who are who are lifelong blues supporters and and i know and i've i've read you know carlton has been you know a a dominant team throughout many different eras of the history of this game just hasn't been in the five years that I've been watching it. Uh, and it seems to be that they, they can't get out of their own way. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not, I'm not taking, you know, um, I'm not taking joy in, in saying that, um, you know, yeah, it's a, uh, no, I just had a blurb pop on there and I, uh, Daniel, you just you popped on there saying that you wanted to come on here. So that, try that one more time there, and let me click on the button there to get you on here. Okay. Um, it popped up and then it disappeared on me on my screen here. But you know, I, I, you know, is it is it Gold Coast? Yeah, yeah. Stuart Dew, you know, is is likely to be back as the coach because you know it's but. It, Again, you know that the, there's that whole issue of you know of bringing in talent and uh, um and trying to uh, you know try to keep talent there, and you know and the uh, the 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 chairman of the board I saw him uh, interviewed on uh, on the couch and he talked about I was amazed to hear the the growth in population on the Gold Coast. He, it sounds like it's going to be more than doubling over the next decade and, and it's gone up by a couple hundred thousand in the last decade. Yeah. So, so maybe the fan base, you know, that the, the available fan base is growing there, but they just have not been able to put things together on the, uh, on the ground. Yeah. Victorians escaping. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like, you know, as I've talked to people before, it's kind of like here in the United States, when people retire, they, they go South to get to the better weather. You know, they, they go to Florida, they go to, uh, to North Carolina, or they go to Arizona. If you don't, if you want the heat without the humidity, you know, you go to Florida, you're going to get, you know, 90 degrees, you know, Fahrenheit in the summer with, you know, 85, 90% humidity, you know, so you basically have to, you have to chew the air. You know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, of, of humid weather. I prefer much, I prefer drier weather. And I guess actually, if I had to be cold or if I had to be hot, I'd rather be, I'd rather be cold, quite frankly. I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of the heat. If, if I could have, uh, if I could have an average temperature, if I could have the temperature be about, uh, 17 degrees Celsius year round. If you could find a spot where it's 17 degrees Celsius year round, maybe 18 degrees, I'd be a happy camper. I would take that. It's, you know, shorts and t-shirt weather. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool enough that you're not, you know, it's, it's, it just, it's comfortable for me. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Gold Coast is ready to get there. You know, is, is Hawthorne's rebuild far enough along, you know, is, is, is Clarko going to stay at Hawthorne? I, um, wasn't it Caroline Wilson that, uh, and the Hawk Talk podcast, you know, kind of just was chuckling at this, you know, where she was basically saying, you know, that, that, uh, that the, uh, yeah, the, uh, I, I, somebody's posting on here that they've lived in Georgia their entire life here in this, in, in the States. Um, 
you know, that uh, I lived in Georgia for three years and uh, it does get hot there in the summertime. Um, it's, it does get humid there as well. I, uh, you know, the winters are not, are not bad there, but uh, I, I used to joke that uh, when I lived in Georgia that I, I needed to get my, you guys I'm sure have seen like, you know, if you, if you've ever been out in the country and you've seen the, uh, um, yeah, I lived in Augusta is where I had lived. Um, but if you've seen anything like on a, on a farm where they have like the, the big trough that they put water in to be, to feed or to water horses or to water cattle, that sort of thing. I've, uh, I've joked when I was living there that I needed one of those filled with baby powder or talcum powder that I could just fill that thing up. And then after I got out of the shower, I could just get into it and roll around in it to, to just kind of cover myself with powder. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm not a big fan of having to, you know, go ahead and peel my clothes off with a spatula or like a, you know, a kitchen, you know, cooking utensil to get my clothes off at the end of the day, because it's been so hot and sticky. So I, I guess there's something to be said for being a school teacher because then I get to, I get to work indoors. Although my, my classroom, is in a building that's uh, over a hundred years old. So it's a, uh, it's a little toasty in there sometimes as well. But back to, you know, who's going to be playing finals is, is North is there, you know, are they going to get there before anybody else? I don't know. You know, I, it, you know, if we say the saints are exempt from this because they played finals last year and maybe they get healthy again and they're back there simply because they <coughs> were there not that long ago. Yeah. You know, looking at that, you know, I, would it be the Magpies? You know, and again, you know, I, I think we can safely safely say that we don't necessarily know what the the Magpies, uh, you know, financial um, situation happens to be. Uh, are they going to have to offload any any players here in the in the near future? Um, you know, it's. Uh, you know, it will, will, will go ahead and have to, to see what happens there. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I would argue that maybe it's the Magpies. Maybe it's, uh, Adelaide. Yeah. Maybe it's the Crows that are, uh, that are ready to, to make that leap back in there. You would think, just by you know by sheer luck, you would think that. Uh, well, that's a great question. I have no clue. I have no clue who's going to be coaching Collingwood next year. I have no clue. You know, and and I wonder. I have to be honest with you. If you're asking who's coaching them next year, uh, who's coaching them this weekend? Because I I I guess I haven't even figured that part out as of yet. You know, so I don't know who's even coaching the club this weekend. Are they? Uh, you know, is it going to be like uh, you know? the the old Bill Murray movie um, stripes where they're they ended up having to train themselves through their their military training and in basic training after their drill instructor got hurt yeah so I I I wonder what's going to happen there because they've got an interesting matchup this weekend with uh um Fremantle if I'm not mistaken yeah because you know, somebody mentioned earlier the Fremantle doesn't travel well. And now you've got, you know, you've got a club who's coming off of this, you know, emotional week of having, you know, lost their coach and, uh, you know, and then, 
Yeah, I because I, I, I have kind of an interesting tip for that game there because, you know, it's one that you would think, okay, you know, Collingwood's playing at home. I'm just going to let you know right now, if I'm not mistaken, I think I actually tipped Freeman on this game uh, because of the uh, just the, the upheaval that's going on, um, you know, with that. So, we, you know, we shall see with, with regards to that. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, it, it, it might be Adelaide, you know, it might, you know, cause I, I think that what, uh, um, you know, what they've got going there, it hasn't conveyed, you know, in wins in a lot of instances yet, but, uh, they're still playing pretty good. You know, they've, they've got some pretty good, uh, you know, scalps, if you will, this year, having knocked off the, uh, um, you know, the cats back in round one. Yes, I would say probably the, the clubs, you know, the six clubs, you know, without St. Kilda there that are at the bottom right now, I'd say it's probably going to be Adelaide or uh, or Collingwood that may be the next, you know, club to get there. Because, you know, Adelaide, st- or, uh, sorry, Collingwood still has a ton of talent. And, uh, you know, I I know they, they still have that guy that, you know, that played basketball at one time in their midfield. I, I, I heard rumors, you know, that Scott Pendlebury played basketball. And, and yeah, I'm kind of kidding there, but it seems to get mentioned all the time. And now that uh, Ben Simmons has said that he's not going to be playing in the Olympics, maybe Scotty Pendlebury says, Hey, I've, I've got, I've got game. Maybe I can go back out there. Uh, yeah, I know he's not doing that. Yeah. So I, I guess of those, of those six clubs, I'm going to say that's probably going to be Adelaide or Collingwood that, that may be the next one to get back in there, you know, cause Collingwood is, is still, you know, it still is a, it's one of the big clubs. I mean, it's once they stabilize their their financial situation here, I th- I think they're going to be right back in, you know, in contention again. You know, they've got they've got some some big names. They have to figure out who's going to be back with them next year. Uh, you know, you know, you've got uh, you know, my my fellow Yank. You know, is he going to be there? You know, and I, I believe he's actually getting. Maybe he's already now has Australian citizenship, but you know. Is he going to be? Uh, is he going to be back on their side next year? Is he going to be playing elsewhere? We shall see. Yeah. So uh, I had somebody that popped on there that said they wanted to go ahead and uh, and hop on the uh, the board here, but they haven't hopped on yet. So I'm not sure what happened with that. Then, so uh, Eric, I, th- I did think I did send you the uh, the link there if you are at all interested in hopping on there. So. Um, so if you wanted to hop on, you should be able to do that. I did send you the, uh, the invite. So you think you just have to click on that. And then if you've got some earbuds to pop in, there we go. Let me go ahead and hit the invite button there again. Um, okay. Hello there. Good morning. This is Eric, correct? Yes. Welcome on board. Thank you for coming on. What's happening? But I'm enjoying listening to your show. And... Terrific, terrific. Are you, uh, so what club do you support? Um, I know this is kind of new to me. Um, you know, I, I'd probably say the Sydney club. Okay. So, so are you, are you, you're new to, you're kind of new to footy? Um, you know, like, you know, like this, like, um, you know, I'm guessing what kind of sport this is. 
Okay, so you're so you're not uh, so you're just figuring out the game of Australian football. I mean, I mean it's still relatively new to me since this is my first time on your show. Okay, okay. So, how long how long have you been watching the game? I haven't really paid much attention to it, but it sounds fascinating. Oh, it is! It is a it is a fascinating game. It is. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've been a. Uh, yeah, I've been a Cleveland sports fan for you know over half a century now, and it it is, it is a, a dynamic game. Um, yeah, and I just I I'm really uh, yeah. Uh, somebody just posted on the message board here that it's the greatest game in the world, and I and I've and I agree with that. Like I said, I, I'm a huge football fan. You said you live in Georgia. Um, yeah, I lived in, I lived in Augusta for a few years during my first marriage. Um, we won't get into that any more than that. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I fell in love with the game about five years ago. And I, I mentioned back in my, uh, um, first episode that, that it, it combines so many different skills from different games. Uh, now have you found the games on like FS1 and FS2? to watch i don't i think you're muted right now but uh i don't have a cable subscription um but i would probably read about it more online or watch streaming videos like on youtube um okay 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 well you know if you you know if you if you've got well you've evidently got wi-fi i i it sounds like you know with you know you hopping on here yeah if you find that this is a game that you that you end up uh becoming interested in well one you can get onto the the afl's website the afl.com.au and then when the games are on you can actually listen to the the radio broadcasts for free but then also there's uh there's the thing one of the things that i have and then that there are the lots of people around the country and around the world have is what's called the the watch afl app and it's it's a streaming service like you know it's kind of like netflix or that type of thing but it, it's what lets you watch all of the games live or you can watch them on demand, you know, cause the games are on at, at strange times for us because, you know, most of the, you know, we're 14 hours behind Melbourne, you know, so a seven o'clock in the evening game is a five o'clock game for us, five o'clock AM game for us. Um, but the watch AFL app lets you watch uh, the, you know, all the games, all of the, uh, the TV shows that the the Fox Footy Channel has, um, you know, so it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty significant. It's like 140 bucks for the year, um, you know. So it's like 12 or 13 bucks a month to have it. But you know, if you get it through like a team membership, so if you decide you want to become a a Swan supporter, you know, you can get it through the 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 club, and you get the code to access that online. So you could watch it through like a Roku or on your computer. Uh, but then you, they'll also send you some like club merchandise as, as a like an international member. So it's kind of a neat thing to do that because I've got you know hats and bumper stickers and things like that that have come from the club being an international member. But it's it's been a it it is it is as Daniel had mentioned on here. It's the greatest game in the world. I I think that I uh, and the way I describe it is that I said you know it's a combination of like gridiron American football and soccer and rugby and volleyball and cross country running. Uh, and I used to, I added in there, I said, it also, it kind of combines mixed martial arts and calculus. 
because you know it's played on such a, a grand massive scale um you know that it's just it's just it's just a fascinating game and i i'm thrilled that you've you've discovered it i mean i yeah i'm i'm, I'm glad that you've tuned into the show today i've been doing these uh yeah, I teach school here in the States, but now that we're here in the summertime, I've been able to do the uh, the live episodes in the mornings, uh, our time, which is in the evening, which has allowed a few more people in Australia to hop online here. But it's been it's been a uh, it's it's a game that I have just become fascinated with and have just have just I've fallen head over heels in love with the game. It's just. It's, it's just to me, it's wonderful. So I'm glad you've discovered it. I'm glad you you've. uh you've uh taken an interest in it there's actually a couple of guys um if you go back in my list of shows uh, oh gosh it's been about two months ago i interviewed a couple of guys who are actually fans of the game um who live in augusta and then a couple months before that i did an interview with a gentleman who's a uh west coast eagle supporter who lives i believe in waynesville if i'm not mistaken if I'm, I think he's in Waynesville. So, so I'll go ahead and shut up now, then, Eric. I'm, I'm really in, you know, still with us there, sir. I'm, What's that? I really enjoy enjoy listening to your show. Well, thank you very much. I purely appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, I have a lot of fun doing it. It is a, uh, it's, you know, it's it's my way to connect with with you know, people who were, you know, in Australia, then with also trying to, uh, um, to learn more about the game myself, because I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to try to, you know, fool anybody and say that I know everything about the game because I don't. To me, I, I use this podcast as a, as a, as a learning tool for myself. You know, it's, it's a way where I'm trying to learn from, um, from other people, but then I'm also trying to garner interest in the game for, for people like yourself to recognize this, this game. And it's, it's just a, uh, it, it's, it's terrific that, uh, that, that you have, that you've taken interest in it. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're listening. I truly appreciate that. I'm going to hop on with, uh, uh, Orville, who's, uh, um, waiting to hop on here then. So, I'm glad that you're listening. By the way, you know, by all means, if you've got any questions at all, um, shoot me an email. Okay, and you know, I don't know if you're on Twitter at all, um, but there's a there's a lot of footy fans that are out there. A lot of Sydney fans. I know there's a big Sydney message board on Facebook. You know, so if you're interested in the, uh, you know, if you're interested in, you know, becoming a, a Swan supporter, they will most definitely welcome you with open arms. Um. They will definitely do that. Okay, so you are on Twitter then. Okay, um, I will. Once I get done here, I'll make sure I give you a follow on Twitter as well. Okay. So um, I'm going to go ahead and hop on here with Orville. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. You bet. Uh huh. Bye bye. Okay, Orville, I think you need to send me your link one more time there, sir, and we'll get you going on here. Um, and uh, Orville, I think, is going to hop on here in uh, just a second. Uh, and if you, have, you know, if you haven't uh, um, 
Yes, join the AFL Twitter community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that you'll you'll get that banter from you know from supporters of other clubs, but you know, if you're and what I have found is, you know, in my time of you know of you know following the game on social media, you know, if you're if you're if you're decent with other people. You know, if you treat them, you know, with respect, sure, you can, you can, you can give them a hard time. You can bust their chops, if you will. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it is a, uh, it's an, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to have some, you know, some great discussions. And there are some wonderful people who are, are footy fans. You know, I've got some, I've got some, yeah, it's a give and take. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't tend to be disrespectful to anybody on there, you know, I've been, you know, the one thing I have kind of had fun with here recently has been giving, uh, you know, Richmond supporters a hard time about, uh, that they're complaining, uh, what about six weeks ago now about having to play at Marvel stadium and that just, you know, still, and then they had, they had to go on that cross country trek for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and flying to, you know, to Sydney and back to Perth and back to Sydney and, and not being able to play, you know, at the, you know, the comfort of the, uh, the MCG. Um, yeah. Orville, just drop your uh, email address down here in the bottom. Then I can just go ahead and send the link right out to that then. Okay. So um, while we're doing that, then, oh, but you know, Orville's getting ready to come on and, 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 and I will say this, if you've not listened and if you've not listened to part one of my interview with Orville, uh, he, uh, this is a, this is a fascinating guy here. It's, uh, I'm proud to call him my friend and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I call him a hero in the first part of my, uh, my interview with him. And in the, uh, um, in the title of that episode, and I still have the, uh, the second half of that interview to come out. I'm hoping to get that out this week. That's my plan anyway. Um, but uh, just absolutely fascinating the uh, the stories that this that this gentleman has and, and how he became a fan and just the things that he has done in his life. And like I said, I call him a hero. And I, I will tell I will tell all of you as he's as he's getting ready to hop on here now. Um, Orville sent me a uh, a jar of. Vegemite, which arrived uh, about ten days ago, and I did a I did a live stream uh, on Zoom uh, trying Vegemite for the first time, and it was interesting. Um, first of all, I was told I put way too much on the bread. Okay, um, and I I concurred. I had way too much on there, but here's the thing: I have now had. Um, I think I'm going on eight or nine days in a row where I've had it on toast with uh, some melted cheese on top of it, that sort of thing. It has been, I don't know if it's a fad, but I do have uh, a couple of jars in my cart on Amazon uh, to, to go ahead and, uh, and, and have the, uh, you know, to have that here again. It's, it's, I have, had it become an, you know, a taste that, you know, they say things being an acquired taste. 
I have acquired it. I don't say I won't say necessarily that I love it yet, but I like it quite a bit. So I've been uh, I've been very very pleased with that. I mean, I was the smell was rather unique when I opened up the jar the first time. I was I was a little taken aback by the smell, but once I once I tried it, it's like this is pretty good. So Orville's the one that uh, that hooked me up with that. Um, and uh, <clears throat> the second half of the interview, you're going to be amazed. And if you hadn't heard me mention this already, uh, people in his family tree almost, almost changed the fate of the 20th century. It came very close to happening. And uh, I, I cannot wait to bring that story to you. I've just, I've had a lot of things going on <clears throat> at home here in the last uh, few weeks. You know, quite frankly, my wife and I have been doing a, a refinance on our house. So we've been getting all of that stuff uh, taken care of. And we were supposed to sign all of the final paperwork last night. But the the notary who was supposed to, to come and have, you know, watch us sign everything didn't get the paperwork from the finance company as of yet. So. I think they're coming this evening. So we're going to have that taken care of and we're going to have a much lower interest rate on our loan. And we're going <clears> to <throat> kind of have uh, a little bit more peace of mind, if you will. So while we're getting uh, Orville lined up here, and I think he's Orville, if you're listening, you're going to need to, you'll, you'll need to hop onto your, your uh, Gmail that I sent you know, the link to you there. And click on that link, and that should bring you on board then with this, okay? So we can get you on live here. Uh, I'm going to get into my uh, my tips for this week. We'll get through a couple of these, you know, because we're we're coming up on an hour and six minutes on the episode, and I don't I don't want to keep you know you here all that long. But I know everybody wants to hear my <clears throat> my brilliant tips. Of course, I went five and zero oh last week, uh, <laughs> but uh, well, I'm gonna going to get to him there. Yes. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the goal after the, uh, after the siren there. Yep. Um, it is, yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, I, this is, this is kind of a, you know, somebody mentioned on here, no, you know, somebody said on here, no mention of Gary Rowan. And I, yeah, I, I, for those of you who are listening and, and may not know, I am a cat supporter. Um, you know, I, uh, but I, I'm not, you know, I don't want this to be a a, a cats centric podcast. I mean, you know, there 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 are there are lots of podcasts that that talk about specific clubs. You know, I I you know, I've I've spoken with a lot of them. I've talked talked with you know people who are you know do a a Hawthorne podcast or a Port Adelaide one or a Carlton one, um, and a couple of other ones here and there over the years, but I, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I, and I guess this, this kind of comes back to what Harper said in the, uh, in the, the voicemail earlier. And this, I get, it just kind of comes back to me being a Cleveland fan. You know, we've been, I've had so much disappointment, you know, in my being a sports fan lifetime. I don't want to say career because you don't make a career being a sports fan. Um, cause if, if you did, it, it should be paying a lot better than it does. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to bad things happening and, uh, 
it's just a, uh, you know, so I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm certainly not wanting to come off being like being, you know, this, yeah, trust me, I'm thrilled the Cats won, okay? I'm thrilled that that game could have gone either way. And I honestly think that that, you know, could be the the grand final preview right there. It's, those are the those are the two teams I had picked playing in the grand final at the start of the year. I tipped me. Yeah, I didn't have Melbourne in my top eight. So there's, you know, I had Essendon 17th and I had, had Melbourne, I think, 11th, 10th. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I don't want to come off, you know, sounding, um, you know, cocky or arrogant or anything like that. Cause it's, you know, I don't want to come, you know, I don't want to come on here and say, Hey, look at my club and how well they're doing. Yeah. You know, I'll certainly talk about them, but it's, you know, it's not where I'm trying to be, you know, braggadocio or anything like that, because I don't want to tune out, you know, supporters of other clubs, but you know, the first game this weekend, you know, I did go five and oh, my tips last week. Um, but you got, you know, you got Brisbane and uh, Geelong playing at the Gabba. Um, you know, the Cats, they're heading into their the third game of their of their gauntlet, if you will, after Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs. You know, they they won the, the previous matchup by two points, you know, on a let's be honest, on a controversial um decision or non-decision by the umpires, if you will, at the end of the contest. Um you know, the Lions are going to be gunning for the, the Cats uh, to get, I guess, their revenge. You know, you had the whole, you know, dust up at, uh, was it at halftime or was it at quarter time with the, uh, you know, with the, with the clubs, um, you know, where you had the the uh, the senior coach, Chris Scott, you know, who was a, a Brisbane player. Um, um that was uh you know kind of little confrontational with the uh with the the lions players at one of the breaks and i think it was at halftime if i'm not mistaken uh and i actually have a sticker of that expression that chris scott had on the back window of my van somebody created that and created that in a sticker and put it up on Redbubble. and i said well i have to have that one of course nobody nobody here in ohio knows anything about the well not many anyway the uh, all the stickers that I have on the back of my van, you know, I've got like seven or eight footy related stickers on the back window of my van. So they, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm that guy uh, that uh, that has all of those. But you know, you know, the Lions they're going to be without Dane Zorko because he's serving his uh, suspension from a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, the Cats are going to be without uh, Mitch Duncan. You know, pretty significant loss for them. But here's the big difference. First game with these two clubs, the Cats were playing without Patty Dangerfield. He was suspended, uh, and they were playing without uh, Jeremy Cameron. Both of those guys are back on the side. It sounds like Lockie Henderson might be back this week as well. I I just think that you know the Cats, you know, having won what seven out of their last nine or eight out of their last nine, I think. Um, I think the Cats actually get it done on the road this week, and I've got Geelong winning this one by nine points. Okay, I've got, you know, if you're a Lions supporter, you're not going to be happy hearing me say that, but I do think the Cats win this one by, uh, um, no, Zorko, uh, no, they he, they had their bye weeks. So I think he, I thought they said that he was still suspended this week. Maybe he will be back. Um, yeah, because I, well, you know what? You might be right on that. He may be back this week. Because he might have sat out last week. Um 
I'll have to go back and look at that. Uh, so I could be wrong on that one, but I, okay. So catch by eight then instead of by nine, we'll, we'll, we'll hedge our bets a little bit there. <laughs> uh, and rumor has it that the, uh, that the uh, the the Tigers are actually going to get to play a game at the MCG this weekend, but they won't be allowed to have all of their supporters there. Sounds like they're going to have a a, a Marvel esque crowd at uh, the MCG this year in terms of the numbers. I haven't I haven't seen final numbers yet in terms of of how many are going to be allowed to uh, to uh, attend. Um, but you know, they're like I said, they're going to go ahead and uh, get on, you know, get going there. Um, you know, back at the MCG, and I just had somebody trying to hop on the call in thing there, and it, it disappeared right as I was getting ready to click on the invite button there. Um, you know, so yeah, it's great that that fans in Victoria are going to be able to get back out and see, um, you know, get uh, you know get to see the games live again and in person. And, uh, you know, the, you know, the Tigers are coming back off, you know, coming off a really close loss. You know, again, one of those, those losses, you know, similar to the, uh, the cats bulldogs game, you know, with, uh, with Kennedy's, uh, goal there, right at, you know, right, right around the, the time of the horn. Um, you know, I, the Tigers are getting healthier. You know, Tom Lynch is not back yet, but, you know, they've still got, you know, they've still got a few injuries that are out there, but they're getting healthier. They've got all of the experience there. You know, St. Kilda has got a long injury list right now. And, you know, they've got a number of the players that would be in their, in their top, their best 20. A little bit and say, you know what, we're the defending premieres and let us prove it to you. Okay, I think they win this one by three goals. Okay, I think they win this one by three goals here, and I think that might be the widest margin of any game I've called this year. Um, you know, but I, I just, uh, I, I just think that that's going to be that's going to be the, uh, the the case there. So I think that the, uh, um, the Tigers take that one by eighteen points. Now the the Ruse are back in Tasmania again. You know, again, I don't think this is necessarily a harbinger of things to come. But uh, maybe it is. Who knows? Yeah, you know, de- depending on what people think about what's happening in gold, you know, in Gold Coast with this, that maybe, uh, you know, is this the uh, the the loser of the game stays in Tasmania? Yeah, I, I and I'm joking about that because I know there's a lot of talk about the you know a new club coming into Tasmania. I, I did see that uh, that some some people in uh, in Darwin are actually beginning to to put together or have already put together a proposal for a new club there as well. Um, it's, uh, you know, we, you know, we shall, we shall see what happens with that then, but you know, you've got North Melbourne and Gold Coast playing at, at Blundstone again, you know, I, uh, you know, the Suns are just, there's some talent there, but you know, they just, they just are, are really struggling. They got, they got crunched by Port Adelaide this past week. I mean, and it was just, it was not, I don't even think the game was as close as the score and score was either. Okay, I I don't think it was that close, and they lost by what, fifty points, I think, um, a, a significant amount. Um, yeah, eighty-one to thirty-one. They lost by fifty points, and I don't think the game was that close. 
quite frankly. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's, yeah. It, Daniel, you meant you made a great point there. You know, that the talent never stays in, in gold coast, you know, and then they have to overpay um, for it. And I, and I just, and I, and I, I find that, yeah, <clears throat> I find that interesting. And, and in many ways, I, I think that this has, this this in many ways has something to do with, and this this is not going to change the nature of the game. And this actually just popped into my head right here. Um, the people who are playing this game, they are they are. I mean, literally, they are going from being high school students to playing the you know in in many cases from being high school students to playing the game that they love at the highest level. In some instances, the next day, because I, I saw one of the guys that was just taken in the uh, midseason draft who talked about how, you know, he, what is he going to do, you know, now that he's been drafted? He said, well, I got to go to school tomorrow. Yeah, These are young kids. These, these are, you know, these are kids who are, you know, 18, 19 years old who have not had that, um, you know, who have not had that opportunity to go away to college, you know, like they, you know, like you might see with, uh, you know, players in the NFL, you know, who've gone away to a college campus, you know, they maybe are not playing, you know, um, you know, college football in, in their hometown. They may have been recruited to go play. They may be from um, the state of Illinois and they're playing in, they're playing at Ohio state, or they may be from Georgia and they're playing at the university of Alabama. They've left home. They've got some experience with that sort of thing. Now, again, not every player that plays college football plays professional football. Don't get me wrong there. but. I guess this just this I just kind of had this epiphany here. The whole homesickness thing kind of kicks in there. I, I guess I understand it a little bit more now for you know a kid who is from say Victoria or South Australia or, or West Australia or even from uh, you know New South Wales who gets who gets picked up by you know a club from another state. You know they they're it it's. You know, it's like it, it, and this is maybe not the best way to describe it. It's like they're being, you know, you know, ripped out of their mother's arms, if you will, to go play footy in another state. And I, I guess the homesickness thing makes a little bit more sense that way because they're they're still they're still kids when they're doing this. And now, and again, I'm not saying that this should be, you know, a situation where they, uh, you know, where you know you hold off bringing players into the game until they're older and they're more mature. And maybe maybe that's why. Gold Coast has had to go out and try to bring in, you know, more experienced players like, you know, Brandon Ellis to, you know, to try to have somebody who's a little bit more established, who's a little bit more mature, a little bit old. And I mean, mature just in terms of age who, you know, that the, 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 the home, you know, the, the lifeline of home is not necessarily as thick a line as somebody who's, you know, 19, 20 years old, who is, who's missing being at, as missing being at home. Um, you know, that makes, a, that makes a little bit of, little bit of sense there. I think we got Orville hooked, ah, oh, doggone it, it just disappeared there. Orville, click that one more time, sir, and I'll hit the invite button there for you, because it just, uh, it just showed up there, so let me do that one more time there. So, you know, getting back to, um, North Melbourne and Gold Coast here, yeah, I think, you know, the, the North has played some competitive footy here lately, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think this is going to be an opportunity for them to put some pressure on, Hawthorne and say, you know what, uh, 
yeah, you've got an extra win here. You got a, you know, you got a draw against us as well, but uh, we're going to battle you for this wooden spoon. We really would like you to have it. And maybe we can steal another win a little bit later on here. I've got North Melbourne winning this one by eight points. Okay. So I've got them taking this one by a little bit more than a goal here. Then we head off to uh Marvel stadium and this is the, uh, the one that, uh, <clears throat> We talked a little bit about earlier with Fremantle and Collingwood, and this is the first, you know, post Nathan Buckley uh, game. Um, the Dockers come to town. The Dockers tend to not travel well, as, as Daniel had mentioned on here. You know, they beat the Suns going into their, you know, before their bye week, but they lost to a couple top five clubs right before that. Um, you know, the Magpies. Yeah, you, you can't be more um, than impressed with what they did against the D's in Buck's last game. I mean, I, even, even if you were not, you know, if you were a D supporter, you were probably not cheering for this, but I, I think that, I think that even, you know, a, a, a non Collingwood supporter would look at what, what has happened with Nathan Buckley here uh, this season and thought, you know, maybe he should have had the chance to finish out the season as the senior coach and, and step away from the game. So, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I was cheering for, for Collingwood to win this game, but it didn't make me feel bad at all to see them, uh, to see them win this one. And sorry about that peps. Um, but you know, I, I, I do think that there's going to be a bit of a letdown this week, you know, now that he's not there. And, and, and again, I know they're professional athletes. They're they're This is a very much a veteran squad. Um, but this is also a, a must-win game for the Dockers if they want to have any chance of playing in the eight because they're already, you know, they're about a dozen points behind percentage-wise behind uh Essendon as it is. And they definitely need definitely need to pick up a win here. So I I think that uh, the Dockers, this is gonna be a tough game to call, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Dockers winning this one by 11 points. Okay. I think the Dockers are gonna take this one by almost two goals. And then we move on to uh, to Port Adelaide and Sydney, and uh, again another top eight matchup. You know we've got a, we've got several games this weekend that could be grand final previews. Okay, you've got Port and Sydney playing one another. Port's coming back home after they thumped the Suns. Um, as I said earlier in the episode, losing Robbie Gray is is huge. I think I think that's going to be a, a much bigger loss than than some people want to admit. And, uh, you know, they did get Scott Lysett back after his suspension this past week. Um, you know, Sydney has a very small injury list, okay? Uh, I, as I was going through the lists, it looked to me as to be one of the smallest in the comp. So they're a fairly healthy squad. And this is a club that that needs to, to get themselves a win to, to, to keep – GWS to keep Essendon fended off to keep, you know, in many ways to keep the, the Tigers fended off to keep them down in the eighth spot. You know, the Adelaide oval is, is a tough ground for, for teams to win on the road, but I do think that the road team gets the second win in a row here against Port Adelaide. And I've got Sydney winning this one by 10 points. I think, I think the loss of Robbie Gray is going to be, is going to be tough for them to overcome. Again, they're still missing some key parts in uh, in Port Adelaide, and and quite frankly, you know, Charlie Dixon has has not shown up a great deal 
against top eight sides. He's had great games against clubs that are that are not in the top eight, but he has not played as well as he would like to have played in in games against some of the, the you know the top uh the top echelon clubs. So I've got I've got Sydney winning this one by 10. I think you know uh Buddy Franklin gets a couple more goals here, gets himself closer to a thousand goals. Then we head off to uh, the MCG again for the second game of the round, um, and uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, yeah, somebody said big call here. I just, yeah, it just, you know, it's just to generate, you know, conversation, and you know, and I may be flat out wrong. You know, Port Adelaide may come in and, and rally the troops, if you will, and win this and by three or four goals. I just, I. I don't know. I just I think Sydney, you know, is gonna is gonna bounce back because they got. Uh, I think their last time out they got beat by Hawthorne. I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna get things uh, turned around here and and go ahead and uh, and get that win. So we've got SNN and Melbourne coming up next. And again, this is you know, as we talked about for much of this episode, this is a uh, this is a big, big couple of games for Essendon. Uh, it's. Uh, yeah, they've got kind of this little mini gauntlet, kind of like what the uh um <laughs> did by 12 goals. Um you may not like what I'm gonna say here in a moment. Um <clears throat> but uh I uh you know they've got the D's and they got the cats in back-to-back weeks. And it's just it's you know the D's uh I don't know if they would say they got embarrassed. By Collingwood, but I, I, I think that that was a loss that was, you know, kind of a uh, maybe one that they needed to have uh, to kind of just let them know that you know you, you're not you're not at the pinnacle quite yet. You've still got some work to do. Don't rest on your laurels, whatever euphemism you want to use. Uh, yeah, I think Essendon does need to win at least one of these next two games. You're right. Yeah, they've got a uh, they've got a tough run home. Um, you know, they're, they're, I think that these next two weeks are going to either make or break the season for, for SNN. And I think this comes back to what Harper had said earlier in the episode that that maybe the thought process should be looking towards next um, next season. Now, nothing wrong with making finals, nothing wrong with getting your toe in the door and saying, hey, look, we're here. Now, the, the, the problem with that is that, you know, do you want to have the the regression in 2022, you know, and I'm not saying this would happen, but like St. Kilda had where you had uh, the, uh, you know, St. Kilda made finals last year and have just kind of fallen off a cliff this year and just not, not been able to, to get out of their own way. Um, I think the D's get themselves back on track this week. Okay. And I think that the, uh, the D's, you know, this is going to be, I think the highest scoring game of the weekend. Okay. But I do see the D's winning this one by a couple of goals by about 10 or 12 points. Okay. So I think that this is, you know, that means that the, that Essendon is going to have to get the, uh, the game next week against uh, the cats. And well, I haven't even thought about that tip yet, but I have a feeling which way I'm leaning on that one. Uh, so then we've got, uh, oops, uh, we got GWS and uh, Hawthorne. Um I think I've got Daniel coming on here. Uh, we'll see if he hops on. Do, 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 do. Let me hop into GWS and Hawthorne here. And and I and I, I jotted down in my notes, you know, that Hawthorne has won. Uh, I'm sorry, the Giants 
have won two and a half of their last four games because they had the uh, the draw with uh, the Ruse. And, th- and those are two points right there that they that they desperately need. Um, uh, you know, Hawthorne has been competitive. And, uh, you know, their most recent contests, you know, they, they're, they're, they're basically taking on the role of spoiler. Okay. They're, they're going to, you know, they're going to be playing clubs that, uh, you know, that, that are going to be playing finals and, uh, and they're going to, tr- they're going to see what they can do about trying to, you know, try to, um, upset clubs. I mean, they still play, they've got the giants, they've got Port Adelaide, they've got Fremantle coming up. They've got the D's, the lions. I mean, they've got a tough, boy, they have got a tough schedule the rest of the way here. Um, it is it is a uh, it is a tough schedule for Hawthorne. You know, I when I mentioned a few minutes ago, and I guess I hadn't looked that far ahead at, at Hawthorne's uh, remaining fixture here. But if North can win a couple more games, Hawthorne might be the wooden spoon recipients this year, unless they they knock off a couple of clubs here. Uh, yeah, because they've got like I said, they got the Giants, they got Port Adelaide, they got Fremantle, they got. Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, the Magpies, and then they finish up with the Bulldogs and the Tigers. Somebody was not very nice to Hawthorne here with that that final you know nine games of their schedule. There, there's a couple wins in there for them possibly with you know with uh, maybe the Crows and maybe the Magpies, but theoretically, you know Hawthorne may finish up the season not winning another game, and. Uh, that would, you know, that might give the Ruse an opportunity to jump out of the the wooden spoon there. But you know, this is a game that GWS has to win if they want to play finals. They've got they've got to beat teams like Hawthorne, okay. And you know, I think that you know the Giants are are starting to point themselves towards that. You know, to try to put themselves in a position to play finals again. They have to take care of their own business, and then uh, whatever happens in the other games happens in the other games. So I've got GWS winning this one by 14 points. Uh, we get to our last couple games of the weekend then. Uh, again, another possible finals preview. Maybe not a grand final preview, but but very possibly. Uh, the Bulldogs going to Optus Stadium to play West Coast. And uh, I know I hadn't mentioned him specifically earlier, but here he comes. The Bulldogs did have their hearts broken by Gary Rowan uh, after the horn this past week. and And I'll tell you what. As somebody who's never been to a game in person, I absolutely loved seeing the the videos that people were posting online from their phones. And granted, I, and again, <clears throat> by all means, you know, watch the game while you're there. But I do appreciate the fact that that a couple people were recording that event so you could see it from the eyes of the people sitting in the stands. Uh, you know, it's uh, I I just think it's been uh, it it was really fun to see that, uh, that happening that week. Um, you know, it might get, uh, Stephen Martin back, back on the side for the Bulldogs, but the Eagles, you know, they're, they're likely to be getting Luke Shuey back this week. McGovern might be back on the side. Tim Kelly may be back on the side this week. You know, Optus has been a tough place for teams to win. Um, I do think that this is going to be a, uh, oh, an opportunity for the Bulldogs to, to pull off a minor upset here, they they're going to get themselves back on the right track here and and maintain their spot 
at the number two spot on the ladder. So I've got the Bulldogs winning this game by six points. Okay, like I said, I, I think it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a t- it's going to be a tough tough game for them to win in uh, in Optus. But I I just think that they uh, that they're going to bounce back from the loss to the to the Cats, and they're going to go ahead and uh, um, get that uh, get that win. Okay, and then last game of the round. Uh, We've got uh, Carlton and Adelaide. Now the Blues have lost seven of their last nine, and and they seem to be in free fall. The Blues are just, you know, yeah, I don't know. This is a club that's got a ton of talent. We've talked about this before. You know, they're they're back in position of you know, just not putting themselves in 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 any kind of position to be, you know, to to win games. You know, the Crows they've won two out of their last four, but you know they've been competitive, and uh, I just wonder whether or not David T's job is really in jeopardy. Again, we can talked about there, this earlier. I can. Give me one sec, Orville. I'm going to finish up my last tip here real quick, sir. Um, but, you know, I think that, I think that uh, you know, Carlton uh, finds a way to rally here. Yeah, I, I would want to trip um, – I'd want to tip Adelaide on this. I think Adelaide is, is, is you know, a, you know, Matthew Nick's got them playing good footy here, but I think Carlton – stumbles their way into a win and wins this one by eight points here. So Orville, you are on, sir. Go ahead, sir. Uh, thank you, Craig. I've, <laughs> I'm a technological blind man. I've been, I've been <laughs> blundering around trying to go, I've been blundering around trying to get on for about half an hour. <laughs> well, I, I, I eventually I pushed the right button. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I appreciate you doing that. I don't. I don't know if you uh, if you heard me. Then I mentioned while you were while you were out blundering about um, that. Uh, I believe that today was the eighth day in a row. Uh, yes, but, I, I heard yeah. that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I am. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm I'm about halfway through that jar. Uh, already, <laughs> Al- already, yes. Uh, it's addictive. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's getting there. It's getting there. You know, and I haven't. Uh, I, I had a little corner of my toast left over uh, yesterday. That uh, well, it wasn't left over, but it was just. You know, I hadn't eaten it yet, and my dog was sitting there next to me, and uh, and he he is he will just come in and he'll put his he'll he'll just kind of rest his head on my thigh like uh, what have you got up there? Can I have some of it? And I gave him a little little corner of the toast that had some of the Vegemite on it, and and he right. and he and he, he popped it in his mouth, and he and and he knew that was a flavor he had never tasted before. He was looking at me like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> 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 he, he, had, he had no clue what that was. Uh, yeah, did he swallow it. He had, oh yeah, oh yeah. He oh he'll eat anything, but yeah, he uh. He'll sit out. He'll sit out in the yards, and he, he'll sit out in the yard and eat sticks all day long. If I let him, he's out. He's out in the backyard right now. So he's probably had, he's probably had a couple of s- small sticks out there while I've been doing, doing this episode. Because my wife put the put the dogs outside right before we before she left for work. Right. Yeah. So, pretty excited about the the cats win this past weekend. I sure was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, by the skin of your teeth, win. But we've had a few of those. It still gets us four points. The bookie pays by the nose or the length of the straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
it was it, it's gonna be it's gonna be another tough one this week uh for for cats fans i just i think and you know i'm I'm looking at it now i think zorka will be back this week um you know, i guess he did set out last week's game um but it's just it's if they get through this one i yeah, i think that you you can i think they're it's it's safe to say they're probably going to be a top four side if they get yeah. through this one uh, but I'd, say, uh, I'd say this. I'd say this weekend the Tigers will get knocked out of the eight. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I, yep. I I did tip them to win this week, but uh, yeah, I think I think I'll just have a have a look. Well, they've got St Kilda this week. Got North this week, haven't they? Uh no. Uh, Richmond has St Kilda this week. Yeah, Gold Coast is with with North this week. Gold Coast and North. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Hang on. Who's GWS got? I know there was one there I looked at, and I thought, oh, there's a potential to knock the. Yeah, GWS has GWS has Hawthorne this week. Oh right, yeah. Well, that'll be an easy win for GWS. So uh, I think that that'll uh, that'll bump Richmond out because GWS had that draw. And they don't need four points to draw level. They need four points to get ahead of Richmond. That's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah, that would if they if they win. Yeah. Well, of course, Rich, if Richmond wins, then they're going to be uh, they're going to be you know they'll still be in that they'll still be in the eighth spot then. So if Richmond loses, yeah. you know, so that means Saint, that means Saint Kilda is going to have to step up and get that uh, and get that win for themselves there. Which yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe on on recent form, no. But uh, it's, a, it's at that time of the year, Craig, I brought this up with you, I think, in a conversation last year, that teams that are now out of the running are now going to be a big nuisance to the teams that are still still got a chance. Right, right. And that's... Because that's, the teams that are ahead. out of the running have only got to please their, uh, please their fans and... <laughs> I think that takes a lot of pressure off the off the lower lower end teams like Collingwood, Hawthorne. They could all become real problems for the top end teams now. Oh, and I think I think Hawthorne's going to do just that. I because they their their run to the the end of the season is just. I think they play seven of their final nine games are against top eight teams. Yeah, it's just, you know, they have a, they have a really tough schedule to finish up the year. So, yeah, you know, I think they could possibly. I think they could possibly uh, spoil a couple, a couple wins for a couple different teams. Yeah. yeah. I noticed your, your comments on uh, on Carlton before about whether David Teague might uh, might get the shunt. I I would think that would be terribly unfair if Carlton pushed him out the door. The problems that Carlton have got are on the field. They're not in the coach's box. That, look, remember the, back to the game a few weeks ago where Carlton played Western Bulldogs. And Carlton held Bulldogs for, for most of the game. And then I don't know what it is with Carlton, but you get into the fourth quarter and they'll just about look for a way to lose it. <laughs> and that's, and <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, yeah, there, were yeah. two goals, there were two goals to the better of the Bulldogs until about halfway through the fourth quarter, and then they just imploded. They lost all composure. There was no leadership on the field, and they just 
No one seemed to know what was. They were totally disorganised, is the best way to put it. And of course, Bulldogs took the opportunity and and got home against them. And uh, I think that I think it was a comfortable win in the end. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was actually. They they I think they scored. They ended up beating them by several goals there towards the end, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they kicked they kicked a lot of goals in the in the last last ten minutes. I think they kicked four goals in the last ten minutes. Yeah. Anyway, the, the thing is that the, the Carlton problems are on the field. They're not in the coach's box. That's not Teague's doing. Um, he sets them up well every week. They come out, they have a good go, and. Well, I think I lost you there. You yeah. said they have a good go. Yeah, they have a good. How many? You're you're fa- you're fading in and out on us there. Carlton, they've had a few wins, but and I. Yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of getting you fading in and out there, Orville. I mean, you're 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 uh, you're you're I think your Wi-Fi is kind of kind of like the uh, the water breaking on the beach here on the island. Terrible reception here when it's wet. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. You're you're fading in and out right now. All right, um, I'll move move the phone a bit. Hang on. Oh. Um, we get to <laughs> we uh, we get terrible reception here when it's windy. Okay. Okay. So uh, anyway, I think Carlton's problem is. They don't have a captain. They have a leadership group, and it's not working. They really need to nominate somebody as the captain and have the captain drive them around the park. Now, is that – and I and I don't know the answer to this. Is the, is the whole – is the captaincy uh, – is that position something that just changed recently or have they had a leadership group for a long period of time? And I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, for a long, and then no, Teague took over, and they... over, and they yeah, kept some... the leadership group going, and that's uh, not working okay. for. the boat. Yeah, somebody somebody just mentioned on the uh, the mess on the discussion board here that, uh, um. That that Patty Cripps is the is the team captain. So I I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure about which on either one of those. There, I'm not positive on 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 that. But uh, yeah, it's it seems like they just, they seem to not have a lot of a lot of confidence when it comes to the uh, um to the uh, to the to the fourth quarters there that they give things that they give things away. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I did tip them this week, but I just, I think that they're just, you know, that's a club that's got an awful lot of talent. Um, and you know, there's, you know, somebody mentioned earlier, you know, that they haven't, you know, they haven't been too successful this century as of yet, but it's, you know, they, they, they've put some good talent in place. 
they just have not uh, have not been able to translate that into wins. And it's it's uh, you know it's, it's it's something that you know you wonder is it going to happen or are they going to start to see you know players looking for you know for better opportunities elsewhere because of the uh, the fact that they've not been able to put together any kind of consistent winning there. You know you've got you know several other clubs to you know to to choose from in in the Melbourne area if you decide to you know look for for greener pastures or less blue pastures I guess you could say uh, since nobody has a a green Guernsey which uh, I guess if you know if Tasmania gets their own club maybe that will that will happen down there who knows you know the uh, you know while I'm thinking about that I I just I do want to give a quick shout out to the uh, yeah, they didn't have a lot of success this weekend, but they got a lot of experience. The North, the North Texas Devils in the USAFL played their uh, their first game against the team from Dallas, and uh, yeah, Frio did have green in their in their uh, Guernsey before. Yep, I know. I think they had the green and purple together, if I'm not mistaken, which was a really interesting combination. Um, that was a really interesting combination, but uh, you know. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know, that that Carlton you know has some talent there, and you know, we talked about this before you know earlier in the episode about who you know the club that's not in the eight real, not playing in the eight right now. That's going to be the the most recent one to uh, to to play finals, and and you know Carlton has the talent to do it. They just can't seem to get out of their own way far too often. So. You know, we'll see what we'll see what goes on with this. You know, with them going forward into into next year. Um, you know, they're they're you know they're not going to do it this year, but it's it's you know for sure. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens going forward here. You know, and again, you know, what moves are they going to make to uh, you know to try to you know to try to improve themselves this off season um, or this trade period? We shall see. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, any any uh, you know, have you had any feedback about the uh, the first uh, part of your interview coming out? Anybody reach out to you at all online? Can you hear me, Craig? I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, you great! Yeah. Uh, no, my network went unstable. Went unstable. Okay. It's something something outside of my. Uh, Outside of my <laughs> jurisdiction. Yeah. So um, you, you... No, no, I didn't hear any. I didn't hear back from anyone. I didn't really expect to. Well, uh, I, I I wasn't sure if you would or not, but I just I figured I should go ahead and, and ask that because, like I said, I, I'm I'm putting the, the the finishing touches on the on the editing for part two of the interview, and I plan on having that out this week. And I just the stories that are going to be coming out this week, I think you know. Again, if you haven't listened to part one of my in my interview with Orville, I absolutely fascinating uh things that he's talking about there and like i said i i call him a hero in the in the title of that episode and i and i i stand by that um and i just i i'm i'm really looking forward to j- you know just some of the, the things that that he talked about the the things that he's that he's still doing and, and the people in his family tree have done that that are just are are just absolutely fascinating, and and it's not necessarily footy related. It's you know there's a lot of history in in this interview. So if you're if you're a, a a fan at all of 
of, of Australian history. Um, I, I think you owe it to yourself to, to listen to these two episodes. Uh, of course, you can only listen to one right now because I, I haven't shared the second one with you. Uh, but that, that will happen a little bit later on this week. Um, but I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about getting that out there to people. And, uh, and, and it's, been, it's been a lot of fun being able to talk to you about those kinds of things. Oh, I've enjoyed talking to you about it, Craig, because uh, I only sort of got halfway into the, the my fascination with the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I'm still researching my family's part in it, as as I mentioned to you after the interview. Um, right. Um, my one of one of my ancestors fired the last shot. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's and it was a blank. <laughs> it is it is it's amazing um have you have you have you ever seen the have you ever seen the movie forrest gump yes i have yes oh, you know in in an abstract kind of way you know that you know because forrest gump you know seemed to be involved in all these different historical events it's it's almost as though your your family tree or some of the things that you have done in your life have kind of all been linked to a number of different things throughout history it's almost kind of like a forrest gump type story <laughs> you know in in a way and i, I and that just really just really dawned on me there <laughs> you know although i I would, I'm trying I, to imagine myself well, as Forrest Gump. Well, I, I, I would argue, however, I would argue, however, that that you're not you're not going to. And I actually use this this, um, this little GIF recently. You know, the the, I am not a smart man. I, I you would not be saying that, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, For, Forrest certainly did. Yeah. So, um. Thanks for thanks for hopping on here um, this evening. I'm gonna I'm gonna close out this episode here because we're closing in on on two hours right now, which has okay, been uh, which has been uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking at the the timer on here. I was like, wow, we've been on here for an hour and fifty minutes already. I'm yeah. hoping people will I'm hoping people will listen to the end. So this is definitely a a commute to and from work for a couple of days here um, <laughs> worth of an episode. So we're we're definitely we're definitely giving people their money's worth with this episode here. So I <laughs> okay. I just I I appreciate you coming on, man. I'll talk to you very soon. Okay, Craig. I'll look forward okay. to that. All right. Have a great evening. Okay, mate. Bye bye now. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Um, Orville, thanks for coming on. Uh, Eric, I appreciate you coming on earlier, sir. I'm so glad that you have uh, found the game. Uh, there are a lot of different uh, resources out there on um, on YouTube. I'll, uh, like I said, I'll go back and do a follow with you uh, here in the in the near future. A um, little bit later on here, let me go back and find your Twitter handle real quickly here. I think I've got it. Uh, where did it go here? Uh, I want to go ahead and make sure that I bookmark that on my screen here before I lose all of this stuff on the screen here. Let me just keep scrolling. Do, 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 do. Okay, it's going to be coming after that there. There we go. Let me do this real quickly here. Make sure I get that screenshot real quick. You may hear a click in a minute. 
There we go. I've just taken a screenshot of your Twitter so I can go ahead and add that on here after we finish up. But ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I am going to go ahead and wrap up this, uh, this episode here. Uh, I appreciate those of you who've, who've, uh, hopped on this morning or this evening, I should say. And, uh, and shared your thoughts. I, I truly appreciate that. Harper, thanks for dropping the, the voicemail. Remember, if you want to do that, you can hop on my website at yankonthefooty.com and leave a voicemail there. You can uh, get on the mailing list. So when a new episode comes out, uh, you will get it sent to you um, as soon as it gets published. This one will come out a little bit later on tonight. Um, if you want to go back and listen to it again, uh, which you may or may not choose to do so. Uh, but that's, uh, that would be, you know, it's going to be there here very soon. Uh, I'm going to be diving into some new, uh, some new hardware that I uh, picked up this past week uh, that I'm going to be able to use when I head off to the, the regional championships of the USAFL here in about six weeks. Uh, I'm going to be heading down to Cincinnati, Ohio to watch some games down there and hopefully conduct some interview, some interviews with some players at those, at those games here. But, you know, folks, if, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy these live episodes or the, the interviews that I do with people like Orville one, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, by all means, shoot me an email at a yank in the footy at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter. Send me a, a DM on Twitter at yank underscore on. You know, I, I love talking footy with, with fans of the game because I, I learn more about your club. I learn about what it, what it's like to be a fan of your club going back in into your history about the game. Yeah. I'm, you know, I trust me, I want to, I want to talk to you, you know, and be interviewing the players and that type of thing uh, as we go forward and people who are fans of the game you know, as well. But, you know, if you've got an idea for, you know, an episode or that type of thing, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you on that. If you want to help out the show, you can do that on the, uh, the website, yankonthefooty.com, the Buy Me a Coffee page is there if you want to help out, or the uh, the Redbubble storefront there is if you want to pick up a T-shirt uh, or you want to pick up some stickers, something of that nature. Or if you want to be that one person that's going to buy a shower curtain from a Yank on the Footy, which you can get one there if you decide you need one of those. I'm not sure uh, why you would need one of those, but they do offer them. Uh, those are there. You know, I, I appreciate you... Uh, you know, checking those things out if you want to help out the show uh, helps to you know defray some of the costs of 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 getting the show out there to people. Uh, I do hope that you'll consider sharing the episode with your friends and family. You know, if you like it, you know, if you could take a minute and uh, you know stop by, you know, Apple Podcasts uh, on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. That lets people know that uh, that you think it's a decent you know a decent listen. And we'll hopefully, you know, trigger some things in their algorithm and get it out there to more people and, you know, offer it up as a, as a possible episode for them to listen to. So that would be a huge, you know, huge help. So if you'd share it, you do a review, you know, again, if you want to get on the mailing list, um, or if you want to leave me a voicemail, you can do that at, at yankonthefooty.com. Uh, I do put the, uh, my blog on there. I had a blog post that I'd started this weekend and, and it was, you know, I did not. I did not end up publishing it because it was it was starting to become a very, you know, cats focused you know blog post, and I I thought you know what I'm not going to go ahead and put that out there. But you know, folks, we've got 18 clubs in 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 this competition. You know, we've got uh, you know we've got hundreds and hundreds of local clubs 
okay, like the uh, like the Mount Evelyn Rovers, the the club of this of this episode. And again, I'll put the links to their websites up, uh, their information up on the uh, the website. Hopefully, the weather has allowed them to get back out there and play. Uh, somebody mentioned that we had the, the tough storms and that sort of thing going on. You know, this is a game that we all love. If, if we didn't love this game or if we hadn't discovered this game like Eric has and are, are becoming fans of the game and becoming interested in it, um, we, would, we wouldn't be here. You know, I, I would still be, I'd still be watching baseball. You know, I, like I said, I have not watched baseball now in basically two years, okay, because this game has, has occupied all of my, my sports fan time, if you will. Okay, so it's it's and I, and it, trust me, I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. But you know, we've got our favorite clubs. We've got the clubs that we love. But you know, treat each other with respect. You know, you can sure you know, have that banter back and forth. But you know, we've we've all been through a hellacious sixteen months, eighteen months with with all of this COVID crap that's gone on. You know, it's it it's coming to a head. It's it's finally starting to clear up. Hopefully. You know, the, you know, those of you who are choosing to get the vaccine, hopefully that's starting to get cleared up for those of you in Australia that will allow you to do that here very soon if you choose to do that. But, uh, you know, be decent to one another. Take care of yourselves. You know, again, don't forget to you know reach out to your friends. Give them a call. Shoot them a text message. Reach out to them on social media. Check up. Check up on them. And that doesn't even have to be something that's, you know, just pandemic related, you know, just, you know, reach out to people, let them know you care about them. Let them know that you're interested in how they're doing. You know, be decent to, you know, folks. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, okay. As always, may your dribble kick never hit the post and be on the lookout for my second part of my interview with Orville Gibson here a little bit later on this week. And folks have a great, great evening. And until next time, I'm Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy in Sandusky, Ohio. Have a great rest of your night and have a wonderful round 15. Bye, everybody.